Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into conservation areas, environmental justice, drawdown, and wildlife. These stories are truly incredible and reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Alright, I've got a few headlines, a few stories here, so I'm going to go through them pretty quickly um, just to give you a, a taste of everything that's going on. So. First category of conservation area, I've got one story here. It's coming out of thenationalnews.com. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman announces conservation area of 30,000 square kilometers. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has announced plans for a conservation area that will span more than 30,000 square kilometers. The project will encompass the Makkah, Asir, and Jazan regions of Saudi Arabia, according to the Saudi press agency. There is a lot more about this story. Um, I would encourage you to check it out, uh, including the fact that it's um, kind of taking the taking charge of creating more protected areas in the Middle East. Okay, second category of environmental justice. The first story here is coming out of thehill.com. EPA opened civil rights probe into Alabama's management of sewage funds. Okay, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, will investigate possible racial discrimination in Alabama's management of funds that can be used to bolster sewage infrastructure. In a notice issued, the Biden administration said it will look into whether the state excludes residents from participating in its water infrastructure program or denies them benefits on the basis of race. The decision comes after civil rights and environmental groups accused Alabama of discriminating against black residents through the management of its clean water funds. Their complaint states that Alabama makes it impossible for people who need help with on-site sanitation to access this money, a problem that quote-unquote disproportionately harms Alabama's black residents. This is really interesting um, and a really great uh, step in the right direction. This is also a story that we've covered a couple times um, in looking at Catherine Coleman Flowers' work. Um, in rural Alabama. So we'll continue to pay attention to that. All right, next category of drawdown. First one coming out of Reuters.com. UAE's Jabir says oil industrial firms to commit to decarbonization at COP28. More than 20 firms across the oil and gas sector and heavy industry have agreed to commit to curb emissions at the United Nations COP28 climate summit, with more expected to join the group before the conference, its president said. COP28 President Sultan Al-Jaber said more than 60 top executives from the oil and gas, cement, aluminum, and other heavy industries had held talks in Abu Dhabi to agree on a firm commitment to cut carbon emissions ahead of the United Nations Climate Summit next month. This one's really hard for me to distinguish between greenwashing and whether there's some actual, I don't know, traction on this. Um, but we will definitely be paying attention to this because if this is true, this could be really cool. All right, next story is coming out of InsideClimateNews.org. Cleveland accelerates its ambitious, sorry, it, Cleveland accelerates its ambitions for hitting net zero energy. 
Individual plans for the city and its neighbor include cutting building emissions, adding EV charging and solar capacity, and cutting miles traveled by fossil fuel vehicles, among other priorities. Sustainability leaders for Cleveland and three neighboring cities are making progress on cutting greenhouse gas emissions despite a decade of retrenchment on climate policy at the state level. Cleveland's five-year update of its climate action plan will now commit to be net zero by 2050, said Anand Natarajan, assistant director of the Cleveland's uh, Mayor's Office of Sustainability and Climate Justice. He spoke with other city leaders during the September 21st program for the Cleveland 2030 District, a network of urban areas working in public-private partnerships to address climate change, particularly in buildings. Next story is coming out of eenews.net. Um, this one is pretty wild and complex. I don't fully understand it, um, but we have reported on it in the past, and I'm excited to continue talking about it. Appeals Court Gives Connecticut Win in Climate Fight with Exxon. In a win for local governments suing oil and gas major companies over climate change, a federal appeals court became the seventh to reject the industry's bid to move a lawsuit to federal court. In a unanimous ruling, three judges with the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals sided with the state of Connecticut, upholding a lower court decision that said the state's lawsuit against ExxonMobil should be heard in state court. In a twist, the decision was written by Judge Richard Sullivan, who wrote a 2021 decision for the appeals court that found that New York City's claims in a climate lawsuit were preempted by federal law. Connecticut's lawsuit is one of more than two dozen filed by municipalities that accuse the industry of lying to the public about the dangers of burning fossil fuels. The industry has sought to move the cases to federal court where producers believe they have a better chance to toss the cases under the Clean Air Act. So this is really interesting. Um, there's California is going forward with their own lawsuit. We reported on that. Uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago and so this is another um, push toward that really excited to see it all right last category last story this is a category of wildlife coming from cnn.com endangered sumatran rhino born in indonesia a critically endangered Sumatran rhinoceros calf has been born in a national park in Indonesia, the third successful pairing between a local female rhino named Ratu and Andalus, a former resident of Ohio's Cincinnati Zoo. The unnamed female was born at the Wei Kambas National Park on southern Sumatra Island, Indonesia's Ministry of Environment and Forestry said. Environment and Forestry Minister Siti Nurbaya Bakar said it was happy news, not just for Indonesia, but the rest of the world. Sumatran rhinos were once found in great numbers across Southeast Asia, but fewer than 80 remain in fragmented areas across Indonesia, according to the International Rhino Foundation. The calf's birth represents hope for a species threatened with extinction due to illegal poaching and habitat loss. So for species like this, every new birth is um, a positive. We also reported on a previous uh, Indonesian or Sumatran rhino baby birth um, a couple years ago, and Jeremy Hance did a remarkable um, story and book on, on the process. So we'll continue to pay attention to this as well. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and uh, I really look forward to sharing more in the future.